He spoke about the Yitzhahara and the two kinds, so to speak, of Chayshech, two kinds of darkness that the Yitzhahara brings about. The one which blocks the person from seeing anything, and the second one is that it distorts his vision. And it says, those who are Faryotsam in Amayisarazi have already left this, so to speak, this trap. So now that they're not shrouded in this darkness, they can see the MS as it is. And therefore, they can advise other people about it. In other words, they no longer are suffering from that clouded vision or that blocked uh, reality that they can't see. And therefore, when they can see, they can give other people advice. Once it's comparable to the Ganamabukha. The Ganamabukha is basically a maze. Which is why Ganon sorry, that uh, even today, if you go to parts of Europe, you can see these these mazes, which were planted basically hedges planted in all different uh, angles and shapes, so people have to try and wander through and find their way in and find their way out. that the trees or plants planted as walls, so they name Shvilim Rabim, they pass in between them, the Vaychim and my Rabim Kuram they confusing because they mixed up, they all look the same. And the point is to get to the, so to speak, the middle point. In these parts, some are straight and ready to get to the middle. And those which confuse the person and distance him from that. Now it's very interesting, obviously the Ramchal saw enough significance to this marshal to spend a long time explaining to us what this Ganam Mavokha looks like. It's not like we naturally knew and therefore it's an easy marshal. Oh yes, of course. This is to describe this in detail, this maze and how the trees are planted in rows and, and they're not straight, they're all kinds of like, turns and paths for some which bring a person nearer the middle, some which take them further away. A person is walking through these paths who can't tell which path he's in because he can't see where the path is going to. You call them Shavim. They don't look any different to the person who's seeing them. They don't look the same. This is known as well. He's gone many times through this path and therefore he recognizes exactly where to go. Which means. If he's already been there once, now he knows what the route is to get to the middle, and now he recognizes when to turn or when to go straight and which way to go, and then if that's the case, he knows how to get to the middle point. But other people who haven't done that and haven't been there before, so they can wander the paths without knowing are they actually getting nearer or further, because there's no indication within the maze which way a person's going. Now, we know how I outside a person is in the middle. Which obviously was like some kind of platform, was higher up. Now, from the, uh, his vantage point, he can see all the different paths. And therefore, we can see straight away which paths lead to where he is and which paths just circle on themselves or end up in dead ends. And therefore, from where he is standing and watching everybody, wherever they are, at different points of this maze, he can warn people and advise them which way to go because. 
from where he is, he can see where people are and show them how to get to where he is. If someone wants to trust him, so if assuming he can see and he's guiding the person correctly, then he'll bring that person to where he is. The person doesn't want to believe him. On the contrary, he wants to try to work it out by where he's going himself. He'll definitely get lost. And not get... Oh, now there's uh, two big questions on this marshal. Which, like I said, the, obviously the, the minister very wanted, this, very much wanted to use this marshal, which is why it's been such a long time explaining to us what it means. Right. But there's two big problems with the marshal. The first big problem with the marshal is that he said that the Mahalach of, of someone who's in this maze is somebody who can't tell where he's going. He actually, actually has no idea. It's straight, right, but left, because there's no markers and there's nothing to, it's not like it's an escape room and he has to work out a clue or try to figure out what to do. There's absolutely no way of knowing. You can, you can try, and it's basically a matter of luck that you manage to find the right path or the wrong path and uh, you want the aim you actually get to the middle. That's a very strange description to use for Ayla Mazer. Maybe Ayla Mazer comes with the challenges. Maybe it comes with a certain amount of Khoshikh. But it's not like it's completely haphazard. That you're wandering through life not knowing anything and thinking, well, this is, you might be lucky, you might not. There's meant to be some kind of uh, understanding or ability to make decisions which are logical and some kind of ability to work out where we go. Well, life isn't meant to be a course which is just uh, completely, you know, the ravages of fortune or good or bad luck. It's meant to be something which we're meant to be able to understand. And it's meant to be able to, something which we're meant to be able to decide. And if, in order for that to happen, then there has to be there have to be certain indicators which we can work with in order to make those decisions. It's not just random parts. That's the first question which is a show. And the second question. And the second question is, he says that the person no, who... Sorry, even for somebody who's not following the das of the Chachamim? If, if a person has Bechir, then it's, like, it's not meant to be just blind choice. I don't know what's right, I don't know what's left, just I'll choose one randomly and see where it goes. If a person has Bechir, there's meant to be a certain amount of understanding of what the options are, and then he's able to choose. But if his compass is totally lost... So that's the problem. It has, is there something which... We, we're assuming is the person's compass is tightly up, and therefore that, that even Bechir is not going to help them. They have no, they, they have no knowledge whatsoever. That's what he seems to be saying. Trying to get to the wrong goals. Right, that's what he seems to be saying. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's complete, it's like, it's like walking through this maze when one doesn't arrive from left. And the second point, and then he says if a person wants to follow the advice of the, of the person who's standing above in the and can direct him, then he'll get to the right place because he's being directed. And if a person doesn't want to follow the advice and he's going to Akhar Ainov, he's for sure going to be lost. And the question which is asked is why is it for sure? It's maybe a, a good possibility of him being lost, but he might, he, just like you can wander around the wrong path, he might wander around the right path. And if that's the case, why is it for sure that he's going to get lost? So those are the questions on the motion. Now let's see, now let's see how he explains the Nimshal. And we'll try and put the two together. A person who isn't emotional on his yetzah. He's in these parts and He isn't able to tell the difference between them. 
In other words, he doesn't know what path he's following, which is what his Yetzirah wants, and what path he's following, which is what his Yetzirah wants, and they're exactly the same to him. He can't tell what's what. And if that's the case, the Ramchal is saying a scary thing. It's not just that a person is going to make mistakes. It's much worse than that. A person has no way of knowing. A person has no way of knowing what's right and what's wrong. It's like wandering the past and it's, 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 he doesn't know what the, if he's doing right or he's doing wrong. And therefore a person who's a dying no marshal be Yitzra, he's in the Shvidim, he can't tell the difference between them. Achamoyishim be Yitzra, Shekfani Gyur Achsadra, a person who's reached Achsadra. That's what we call a marshal be Yitzra, which means Shekfani Yatsim in a Shvidim, Roim Kaladrochim, Neyneyim Beveru, Heim Yichoyim Liyayis Lemishis Nishma, Valeim Tzrichim Anurahamim. Somebody who's reached the end point, and then he can tell us, listen, this is how I got this, this is the way to, to re- arrive at the outside world. He's something you should trust. And when the person who's wandering the, the, the grove and the paths endlessly, and is being told, no, don't turn left, turn right, now go straight, now, go the side, now turn left again, whatever it's going to be, even though he has no idea why he's listening to this, why, you know, why that's necessarily the right thing to do, but if he's net miming, the person who's directing him, he'll listen. And if that's the case, it's the same thing, the Chachamim, who can give you, Yechayim liyayetz the Mishriyaz Ishmaya, Alein Tzrichim on the Lahamim. We have to believe him. They're in the position to give us this advice and show us where to go, and we have to listen to them. So that's the first point. The first one that Nechal says in the Chiddush we're learning here, is that a person who hasn't yet been shown to be Yitzray, like he said, it hasn't been Moshe to be Yitzray. It's not just a question of making the wrong decisions. The Amos is the right and wrong decisions look equally, look equally right, look equally good. Here. He doesn't have a way of saying, understanding if what he's doing is right or he's doing is wrong. If what's fueling the decision is the Yitzray or the Yitzray, and therefore he's really lost. Now the second point. And then as he says, the person who doesn't listen to Chachamim, and is going to Achamari Enov, he's Vaday Sheyishar Ovid. He's definitely going to remain lost. And we ask the question, why should he definitely remain lost? He might happen to stumble across the Chachadra. And here's the second point. And this is the other Chirish the, Nirumcha. The, and that is, if he doesn't recognize the Chachadra, he doesn't realize that's the middle point. So he's going to keep wandering around. Right, Agav, I only understood this message to show him, this, this, the curtains is show him. When I, years ago, after I was married, so I was in England, and we went to, it's called Hampton Court Palace, where they actually have a mace. They, they have a mace. Exactly what Mr. Shum described, they have, I was very, very so happy to like, actually experience what Mr. Shum was talking about. And one day aimlessly in paths for the tears and both sides, not knowing what's going to right or left or right or wrong or anything like that. Now I'm just felt like the Mr. Sharon was describing is a very good description of the real thing. You have the tear, maybe so. I'm sorry? Yeah, absolutely. I felt exactly what it meant. Not only that, this one is at this point. Because after wandering around the maze for ages, right, eventually You just want to get out. I gave up and I asked one of the people where we meant to be getting to. And he showed us this is the middle point, which I actually crossed twice before. There was no indicator that it was the middle point. He just walked right over it and keep going. So there's not, there's not you've arrived to like some kind of thing waiting for you to say, like, well done, you got it. Now, uh, how does one get out of such a mess? 
Um, you're wandering around endlessly again until you find your way out. Take a match. I think by closing time that they send the workers into that chase everybody. Collect else. everybody. Yeah. They can't stand there overnight. That's the other option. But anyway, but uh, so that's what I learned. This Where do you wash from I'd say? Where do you wash from I'd say? You can't eat in the mess. Oh, no. It's not proper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, you saw the, the second part of the first show. And that is, why is he valid Yishar over? Because he doesn't know what he's looking for. He doesn't know what he's looking for, and that's okay. So for sure he's not going to find it. You, you, you don't know when you found it even. And therefore, if a person's directing you saying, this is the derek, this is what you came to look for, here you are, we'll get there. But if he's not if he's not relying on someone to show him what he's meant to be getting to, so then bad to you, he won't see, even when he's there, he won't see it. Why did Hashem make it that way? They were so taller than others. We can't figure these things out. No, so he's in this, this news going to say. Now, before that, let's explain. The two kinds of Choshech we spoke about previously. There's a Choshech where a person can't see. And the Choshech where a person distorts one thing for the other. And that's the moment the Messiah Hashem uses Marshall to bring about his point. When a person's wandering the paths, it's like he's not walking into the trees. He's not walking into the trees. He can see the paths, he doesn't know which way to go. That's where the, that's the Choshech distortion. He can't see what's right, he can't see what's wrong, he can't see what's this way, he can't see what's that way. A person's Yetzirah works against him to distort that sense of reality. And everything looks the same. That's, that's, the, that's the second Choshech, the Choshech of distortion. And the first Choshech that a person can't see is this other one you mentioned. And that is even if a person reaches the, the Tachis he wanted to reach, but he can't see it. He doesn't realize that. And... Uh, this is something which isn't often spoken about. There's a certain Nakudi here, which is, they say a lot about the statement, but it's a, a certain point, and that is very often a person feels that he isn't, that he's, maybe he's a Shiva learning, or a man who's his time in Torah or mitzvahs or whatever it's going to be, and people often feel that, you know, I'm not going the right way, I'm not growing, I'm not achieving. And uh, it kind of, that feeling comes with a certain letdown or a certain uh, depression that I'm not being successful. I'm not being successful. And instead of at the stipends, that this is something which very often Barkham or Rechim is come to and say, you know, we were scared and learning, we thought we were going to become people, we are going to grow so much, and we don't feel we're going anywhere, we feel we've gotten stuck, we feel we're not being what's there. And the Stadium always used to tell them the same thing. In different words, but always the same thing. And that is, why don't you think you're being Matliach? Why don't you think you're being Matliach? You've learned another Gdaf Gemara, you've understood another Rambam, you've learned a few Mahalachas. That's Tatslacha. That's Tatslacha. And it's another Daf and another Daf, and another Tosis and another Tosis, and a few Mahalachas and a few Mahalachas, and that pulls up. That's Tatslacha. And what he always said was that the problem is the person doesn't have the right frame, the uh, way to frame what Hatzlacha means. And therefore people think they're not being because they're expecting something amazing, expecting something uh, supernatural. And when they don't see that, and they don't see that they're being Hatzlacha, they think they're not going anywhere. They're not judging Hatzlacha right. The one in the story I heard from Ranko Galinsky, maybe the most extreme story of this nature, but it brings out the point so well. He mentioned it once here in the Kiddush, but it's worth repeating. And that is, there's this yeshiva in London. It's called Yeshiva Sarama. 
Shevet stands for Hillel. And uh, it's not a big Shevet. It's named after Meshaya friend. Sorry? It's named for Meshaya friend. I don't know what it's named for. But uh, it's not a very big yeshiva, but uh, it was certain by the bathroom in the, in the community who supported the yeshiva. And so one of them had a son, and he asked the yeshiva, can he sign the yeshiva? Well, if you're one of your main supporters, you can't say no. So of course, the son didn't the yeshiva. The son was very slow intellectually. And therefore, even though he signed the yeshiva, the master of the yeshiva so he didn't understand the So what's he going to do with him? So he found him with shit, so he used to make it to Shukhnarach every day. For an hour or two a day, that's the time he could learn. Okay, that's what, that's what he's able to do. That's what he's able to do. Anyway, this went, he wasn't going to say anything. You know, if his uh, patron is happy to pay for it, wonderful, he'll keep him in yeshiva. But the years go by, it's two years, three years, four years, five years, and he's still in the yeshiva. So the yeshiva calls the father and he says, Look, I want to discuss this with you. Says, of course, you should know, we'd be very happy to have him in the yeshiva, and of course, if he wants to stay, or the doors always open to him, after all you've done for the yeshiva, of course, what's the question? But you should know, there's a Gemara, and the Gemara says that if a person's been learning for five years, and he's not raised him in bracha, then maybe he should start to do something else. So he said, look, your son's a wonderful boy, but no, he's been five years in the yeshiva, and you haven't seen that much success. So maybe, maybe it's time to try something else. So the father says, look, you know Shashiva, not me. You told me that's the right thing for him, so... So I'll listen to whatever you say, but uh, no, you have to make a decision. The Shiva doesn't know what to say, though, until... Just put the wall back in his face. Right, into his face, like I think you have to take a sign to the Shiva. So he said, you know what? It's a question for a Godel. We should go ask the statement. So the boss is fantastic. You, you take my sign to the show, go ask the statement, I'll pay for both your tickets, of course, go. And tell whatever the statement says, we're going to do. Well, I found it as well. They come to the stapler. So Shashu talks to the stapler and says, Subhakam and Yeshiva. And uh, no, it's been five years already, but you haven't seen so much as Lacha. So the stapler says, We talked to him. Okay, so he went across the side. So the stapler says, They told me something in Yeshiva, yes, what you learn in Gemara, and that was too hard for me. So what do you learn? He says, Learn Skit Shachanarach. Okay, and how much every day? He learns a few students, no, a few an hour a day, a few students in a day. Really? And you understand what you're learning? Uh, yes, and you, you, you know, you, you're progressing, you cover, yes, 100%. He learns a few hours every day, he does that office, he's very happy with that. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you very much. Please ask Rashiva to come back inside. Top, Rashiva comes in. Rashiva told him, we can hide Rashiva. Rashiva told him, is that you should know, it's a muzzle, you're, you're the Rosh Hashiva, not a Magid Sheh. So he says, because if you were just a Magid Sheh and I was a Rosh Hashiva, I would find you on the spot. <laughs> 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 he said, you have a Bacha who's sitting and learning halachas every day, and he says, nothing was there, and he's learning. He said, what's wrong with you? You're not a Shifter? How can you be a Rosh Hashiva? No, the end of the conversation. But the, it's just the strongest story of that same principle, which is something this type that often said. And that is, a person isn't makhshiv the value of Torah. And if a person understands that everything he learns, that's success. Another Torah is a success. You've grown another level in Torah. Another daf that I've learned, that's a success. I've grown another level in Torah. Then a person sees Hatzlacha. But if a person thinks Hatzlacha is something miraculous, he has to be able to interpret dreams. He has to be able to... Interpret dreams. What? You missed the...
do the miracles. Then of course he's not going to see that slacha. That's, that's the first choshech. Because you know what you're looking for. Right. The first choshech is you don't know what you're looking for. You you don't realize what success means. Okay. And that's uh, okay. This is a big chizuk. It's a big chizuk which uh, using this type of example, you can often help people with, because it's a common feeling. If people think we've been here, we've tried, we've, we haven't achieved, and we don't see the results. And the answer is, you have to know what you're looking for first. What's the, exa- what's the result you're expecting to see? What's the result you're expecting to see? And if a person, this is the Chay Sheikh too. It's an important point. I, have, I, know, I deal with Wakhra Mosa and I see this often. This is the Chay Sheikh too. That uh, part of the not being able to see is the unclarity of what, of what you're looking to find and then what you're not finding because you're not seeing it. Because let's, be, let's, let's, let's look at it now with the eyes of not the Khaysheikh, which we're speaking about, which covers a person. That's like as an outsider. And that is, if a Bacha comes to Israel uh, for his man, for a winter's man, and now we're approaching Purim, and let's have a sit down with that Bacha who came five months ago and say, let's take stock of this man. Okay. Let's take stock of this man. <coughs> and what are you looking to find? So here's the problem. Here's here's where the Khoshak gets in, in, into the place. Because if you're gonna say, well, what you're looking to see is not another Msech we don't know this man Yeshiva Duch and Duch in Sarat and to have written a few Khabaras and to have learned a few more things on the side and to have been keeping sure a story like Imamish from every minute every day. Stop. Stop. Was that a realistic thing to expect from this book when you came to Yeshiva? Maybe the people who could do that. But then those are the people that at the beginning of this man, it was a, re- a realistic expectation of them. Someone had come in had already learned a few masechtas, someone was already a serious pintera, somebody was already a masmid, and we said, look, you said, another man in Yeshiva, it's a, it's, a, it's a long winter's man, and you're going to sit in Steig, and you're going to finish the masechta, and you're going to know it well. That would have been a realistic expectation for that person. And if that's the case, then we can judge it and say, did he achieve it or not? But for a Bacha who's very far from that, and he came into his man, because he was able to sit down and open the Gemara. And he came into, his, he came into learning without having ever sat down a full side in his life before. So then to say, well, this expectation that we had at the end of his man is he's going to be someone who knows the completely, well, clearly, and is learning full style. You, that's not the goalpost which one could have expected. We have to look what what was the expectation what this person would achieve in this man, and then if you've achieved it, that's not. And if you don't achieve that, you're going to miss the middle point. You're going to walk past it and vowing he'll never see it because he doesn't know what he's looking for. And it's a very very important point. At the beginning of his man is maybe not the right time to talk to somebody because then they have the first chayshich, and that is they don't know themselves well enough to know what to expect for themselves. But as the Meshkiach, or as the Rebbe, or as the Mechanech. So when you see a Talmud, then you can weigh up what, uh, I've seen Talmud, but what I expect a Talmud like this to be in three months' time, in six months' time. And you can set for yourself an accurate picture of what, what I think he's going to be able to achieve. And yes, this year, this year, you can achieve more than that, but if that's what that person achieves, that's a Hatzlacha. That's a Hatzlacha. And it's a... Uh, the person themselves, from either direction, wants to hear Either because if they, if they were been demyanist and they expected much more from themselves, more than they were capable of doing. 
then of course I'm not going to think it's Hatzlacha. I thought I finished some shots this man. Right? It was never a realistic option. It was never a realistic option. That's the Khayshik of not seeing, because the person can't see what 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 Hatzlacha was meant to have been. And let's let's now shift for a second from talking about young Bachram to talking about older Abraham, because this Khayshik of last all of us. And as we think, yes, in the next man I'm reading in the Trahar. And next man, wow, it's going to be something special. I'm going to write a sefer. At least one sefer. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And we look back and think, wow, we didn't, you know, it was a, a man of you know, spectacular Iyatzlacha. We didn't do anything that we wanted to do. But the real question was, was it something realistic that we expected of ourselves? Because part of the Khayshikh is to set a goal for us that we can't reach. And then we never feel we got there. We never feel we got this. We don't feel we've achieved. That's one point. Is that true in other areas also, like with children or other relationships and these type of things? Um, it's true in areas setting. which are to us. Whether it's where we're going to do something, where we're going to show our medicine, where we're going to act, where we're going to do a mitzvah, whatever. Because I've had guests who come to the house and they say, That is right. It isn't an the expectation of other people. And that is you have to look what's what's expected for a child or, or any age. Well, what's likely for him to do and what's not likely for him to do and what's expected, what's not expected. But to say we're looking at other people isn't always a fair way to judge. Just like, with, going back to the martial I gave before, the fact that one bracha comes to his mind and we think, hmm, by him, by the end of his mind, now, if Hatzlach will be, he's not the whole parak. Hatzlach will be, he comes every day to say it for two hours. Yes, it is. But before, okay, if he comes for two, that's tremendous. Right? Now, you can't say, well, because the bracha next to him is doing less. That's not a fair assessment because you have to know him and you have to know what he can do. And it's the same class of children, it's true. Our expectation of, of as, as adults are often more than children are able to do. Because we're looking at as adults and their children. So we don't have to judge by other people's children. We don't have to judge it by, you know, by, by, some, by a different standard. We have to judge it by their standard. By what their standard. And what can they do? And what can we expect realistically from them? Because that's already has luck. That's, uh, that's what he wants to hear. A person can, uh, the Yisrael of the Gana Mubukha. The first point is that the Khoshikh is something where a person doesn't, it's not that he has to choose right from wrong and he makes the wrong choices. The first point of the entire is he doesn't know what's right and he doesn't know what's wrong. Both ways look the same to him. And the second part of the Khoshikh, that's the Khoshikh which is misleading. The second part of the Khoshikh is in the darkness. If a person's running a race in the complete black, he'll never know when he reaches the finish line. He can't see a thing. And it's the same thing over here. If a person doesn't know where, if he's running in darkness in the sense that he then he, he might cross the middle point he's meant to be getting to, but he's vada shiyashar oved, he's for sure going to remain lost because he doesn't know what he's looking to find. And that's also a chayshach. Okay, so we described tonight the two kinds of chayshach. Rather than tomorrow, at the end of the paragraph, we'll see how the how the Sharm explains what the eitzah is, the chashvanah shalolam, and how it's going to help a person. I'll become both these types of questions.